Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of the Metropolitan Riveters Public Relations Team, and today we have a lot of catching up to do as we look forward to the Flames finally playing a hockey game. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic Wednesday. Uh, I know I am. (laughs) Uh, Bruins are winning, I think, like five to one right now. So can't complain, especially uh, with no Flames hockey. So it's uh, pretty neat. I figured today we could revisit the unfortunate road trip and talk about a little bit about tomorrow's game against the Senators and then wrap the show up with some Andrew Mangiapane talk because there there's a lot to unpack there as his agent went on uh, Eric Francis's uh, talk show. So let's jump right into it. The Flames were unfortunately outscored 16-6 to on their uh, southeast road trip uh, in Florida and then again in North Carolina. Those games were not fun to watch. After the first 20 minutes of the Panthers game, everything just kind of went downhill. You know, they scored two goals in, you know, 20 minutes, and then it just really spiraled. And I think it's fair to say that, you know, they weren't very fun to watch for obvious reasons. The Flames weren't giving us many reasons to watch. Uh, I don't necessarily think that the goaltending looked great. I don't think that the offense looked great. Um, And there was one goal against, it was the Joe Thornton goal. So the third goal of the first period where the defensemen were nowhere to be found and everyone around them looked clueless. And, you know, like sometimes you just listen to a game to put it on as background noise. I couldn't even do that for these games because of how brutal they were, (laughs) you know, um, I just kind of sat there and took some notes and um, played on my phone and sat in silence after um, I decided enough was enough. (laughs) But three, three games in four days is a lot, especially when you're on the road and you're playing teams that are so competitive. And one thing I found very frustrating is that This team has played so well against teams from the East. At one point, they had the most wins against Eastern Conference teams this season. But when you are playing teams like the Lightning, the Panthers, and the Hurricanes, it's a little bit of a a different story than when you're playing teams like Montreal, Ottawa, early season, Boston. But, uh, you know, I will never forgive them for allowing Tony D'Angelo to score on them. Uh, I, you know, and I get it. Like people say like, oh, well, like he is a good hockey player. No, I I don't want to talk about it. It was just ugly. It was gross. And if I'm remembering correctly, the defense wasn't even defensing. They weren't defending. They weren't doing their jobs. So it was a little bit hard to watch. Um, so we're just going to keep that in mind and use that as motivation. <laughs> Markstrom must have been dealing with an injury or something because Vladar went back to back and looked 
absolutely horrendous. And the only comment we got was that Markstrom wasn't 100%. Now, does that mean he wasn't feeling well? Does that mean he wasn't, you know, his back's bothering him again? Like, what's, you know, the lack of transparency is a little frustrating, especially when your backup goaltender has been struggling since, like, after November. So it's been, like, a month and a half of him just straight up struggling. And it's such an odd thing because I really thought that he would be able to bounce back. And we were only seeing small sample sizes of him at the start of the season when, you know, they pretty much were the best goaltending tandem in the league. But then when you have a lot of people kind of saying, oh, well, like maybe this wasn't the right call or bringing up the fact that he hasn't played well since November and then Boston media kind of laughing at, you know, Tuka's coming back and Vladar is just struggling. So, you know, it's a lot to think about and (laughs) a lot to try to digest. And hopefully this team can get back on track and, you know, settle the score. Just kind of shake it off, get over it. But we're going to talk about that next because the Flames do play hockey tomorrow. And you know what we need to get through our days without hockey? Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And that's one of my favorite reasons. One of the reasons it's my favorite. <laughs> or one of my favorite reasons to promote it too, really. Because it is such a delicious, sweet, just it reminds me of a candy bar. And I think anybody who's had one can agree. And that's what makes it great. And they come in a variety of different flavors that are, you know, uh, they have a variety pack they have uh standalone flavors they have limited time flavors so you're gonna want to get on that newsletter so you never miss an lto a limited time offer and uh they are offering you a discount of 15 percent off when you use promo code lock 15 at built.com at your checkout so that's 15 percent off of your next order at built.com and you can get that today Thanks so much for tuning into Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. So you guys know that we have been playing without hockey. I, God, when was the last game? Was it last? Was it Thursday? I feel like it's been a very long time since the Flames have actually played a hockey game. They were supposed to play on the 11th against the Islanders, but that was postponed due to you know, and then I just, I feel like it's been forever since this team has played a game and they will host the Ottawa Senators tomorrow who are still on the hunt for their 10th win of the season. Uh, They're 9-18-2. So, you know, things are not looking so hot for the Ottawa Senators and the other Kachuk brother, but I've also seen a lot of conversations or some, I shouldn't say a lot, about the Flames slipping in the standings. And then I just have to remind everyone, still January, okay? The Flames have played 30 games, but they... (laughs) Vegas is ahead because they were not shut down at all, like most of the teams in the Pacific or um, to the extent that the Flames were. So obviously teams are able to get ahead when 
one of the more competitive teams isn't playing, you know, like it just, it makes sense. And there's still plenty of hockey to be played. And it's not that big of a deal. In my opinion, I think that the flames are, are fine right now. There's obviously like time to make up. <laughs> and, you know, it's like snow days. Do y'all have snow days in Canada when you have to make up days at the end of school? Uh, but it's to me personally, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that it's important for this team to get back in the win column and just stack up a few more wins. You know, um, these long breaks in between games is kind of frustrating because you don't have that momentum to build off of or to even be able to build momentum. So I think that it's just a matter of shaking out these next few games until they're able to get back on a more consistent schedule. Now, don't forget, if you are going to the Saddle Dome for the game, uh, they are um, implementing new guidelines. No eating or drinking, and masks must be worn at all times. I, okay, pause. I'm not someone who eats during a hockey game because one, the arena I go to is insanely expensive, but I'm constantly thirsty and um, I I will pay like $8 for a water. Um, And I'm also someone who is just like naturally dehydrated. So I just, I don't know. I would be very frustrated and I, I get it. Like they have to do their thing, but I don't know. If you're going, just like let me know how that goes because I don't I, – I don't know. And then I feel bad for the concession stand workers who now are without income because they don't have to work and can't work. But another thing is how do they decide which half – like which tickets are valid? Because obviously they're going to do the season ticket holders, but then do you just like go eeny, meeny, miny, mo? Like how do you decide? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like – It does look like they're getting things sorted out, but I don't know how, you know, if they're offering refunds, if they're saying, hey, you know, this will be good for another game, like you can transfer it, we'll figure it out for you. But hopefully we can get things smoothed out to the point where things are back at full capacity for the playoffs. And I think that is important. I know we just talked about there's still plenty of hockey to be played, but at the same time, you know, I I want to make my trip out to Calgary for the playoffs. I think that would be so much fun. But at the same time, like, what if my tickets aren't valid, you know? Uh, and you have to start thinking and wondering how much did no fans impact the teams in the playoffs last year? And you know that all the players have said their piece about it and saying how, you know, like, we build off the ener- the crowd's energy and things like that. So. It'll be interesting to see if they also have like border restrictions again, because I know things are kind of getting intense again, but uh, it just makes me wonder what arenas are going to do if things are capped again. Will tickets only be available to season ticket holders? How will they sell the packages? Are they going to price gouge in order to make up for their loss of revenue? Uh, Things like that. And it just... It's frustrating because it's something like I think that everybody should experience a playoff hockey game. And I I went to one back in 2019 and had a blast. 
And I think that any real hockey fan or really any sports fan should get to experience their, you know, favorite team or favorite sport in person for a playoff game. I don't know. I'm just rambling, but, uh, you know, maybe I, who wants to like, I don't know if my money's good in Canada, but <laughs> we'll just like go half C's or 33rd Z's on season tickets and rock, paper, scissors for the playoff package. Okay. Let me know. <laughs> but uh, we're going to wrap up today's segment with, or today's show with an Andrew Mangiapane segment and talking about his agent and just what his agent thinks about uh, getting him a new contract. But first, let's talk about Primal Origin Oils. Beards. Guys, if you have a beard, you're growing one. If your partner has a beard, if your office mate has a beard, get them Primal Origin Oils. They have some of the best beard products out there. My boyfriend uses the uh, oil and his beard looks so much healthier, so much cleaner. Like it, he doesn't itch it as much. It is doing a fantastic job of, you know, what it's advertised to do. And that is to make your beard look healthier, less itch, and it'll keep you looking groomed. So head on over to Primal Origin Oils today dot com today to get that 20% off with promo code locked on. It is a fantastic deal. Look at all of their options. I next will be ordering the uh the butter. So keep that beard nice and hydrated as well. I'm also looking forward to uh ordering my brother one of the uh combo kits because he has a beard and uh, like most young men, <laughs> does not take care of himself. So if you care about someone, head on over to PrimalOriginOils.com today and grab them some products and save yourself some money with discount code LOCKEDON. I tell you all the time to make sure to rate this show, to leave a review, but now you can rate it on Spotify. So head on over to Spotify today and, of course, uh, leave the show a five-star rating because, you know, the show is pretty neat, if I'm being honest. No biases here, but it'd be pretty neat to do. You know what else is pretty neat? Andrew Mangiapane. Um, I've had the pleasure of talking to his agent, uh, Mr. Winter, uh, a few times, and he's he's a, he's a good guy. He's fun to talk to. And... Um, he was on Eric Francis's show to discuss, uh, you know, the contract, the upcoming contract, because he needs one at the end of this year. So, you know, they in the interview, they talked about potentially going to arbitration or just like negotiating a contract. But his agent wants a short term deal. And I think that that's fair, because right now, you know, there are a lot of variables that are going to go into the contract negotiations. Is Johnny staying? Is Kichuk staying? You don't know these things right now. So you have to look at, uh, you know, what's, what's realistic. And uh, I talked last week about him seeing Brad Marchand money. And I, I think that that that's going to happen, but I don't know if that happens on this short term deal. I think that he makes, you know, four or 5 million bucks, but I do think that the, that he takes a smaller deal if, um, you know, it's like a true cap crunch 
uh, Captain Crunch, get it. <laughs> um, but, he, you know, he will walk right into free agency at 27 on, on a one, if he does sign a one-year deal. And that's arguable, arguably your prime. You know, we talk about players hitting their peak at like 27, 28. And I, personally, I don't know how Mangiapane gets better. Uh, you know, what's he going to do, score 30 goal season? I wouldn't doubt it. And I think that he's going to continue to trend upwards. And when that happens, there's absolutely no denying that he will be looking for a solid payday. And you know what? He will not have to worry about arbitration. He will not have to worry about um, a qualifying offer or anything like that next year because he does turn 27. And that's, you know, the cutoff for free agency and things like that. So um, it does leave you wondering, does he want to stay a Calgary Flame? And does this look like a long-term picture for him and his agent? And I don't think that that's something we need to worry about at the moment. Personally, I think that there's still plenty of time (laughs) to, like, let the chips fall into place and whatever. But I I think his agent is right that there are – bigger pieces that need to you know be put in the puzzle before Andrew Mangiapane's deal gets done and that's like no disrespect to Mangiapane but like (laughs) Gaudreau and Kachuk have seniority over you and it's just like their deals are bigger and you (laughs) the nine million dollar qualifying offer is disgusting I keep thinking about that but I really hope that Mangiapane uh, sticks around for a while. It would be nice to see. But I do think that we see a situation where he does take a shorter deal and a smaller deal. That way, you know, the cap. Unfortunately, right now, the things look a little tight. And they'll have to look at that. But uh, it is very important to make sure all of the pieces stay aligned. And like, this is a successful team right now. Mangiapane has 18 goals. He is tied for what he had last year. And that's a career high. So he's shooting for 19 <laughs> and then, you know, 20. And then hopefully, you know, we see a 20 plus goal season from him because again, there is so much hockey to be played and it's just, he's fun to watch in all aspects. And I'm, really looking forward to seeing him back out on the ice tomorrow night. I think that it'll be exciting to see everyone back out on the ice. (laughs) So thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and you guys know where to find me on social media at Jess Belmosto. Thank you so much for making Locked on Flames your everyday listen.